Good morning and welcome to another Facebook live session with uh, me, I'm Sarah. And in a minute, we're going to have Jason Perry here, the Managing Director at ASL Recruitment. Jason is a Chartered Fellow of the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development, and he's also an HR specialist, as well as running uh, a successful recruitment firm. So um, he has lots of, uh, lots of insight into what's going on with things these days. And let's face it, it's been a rather busy couple of weeks. So with no further ado, allow me to bring Jason into the conversation. Good morning, Jason. Are you there? Good morning, Sarah. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Very good, thank you. Well, it has been quite the couple of weeks since we last spoke. It's been a bit of a roller coaster, and it's not really just COVID either, is it? I mean, do you know, I, I was looking at it this morning. When we last spoke two weeks ago, we weren't in lockdown. Dominic Cummings was still in Downing Street, <laughs> and Donald Trump thought he was still president. I mean, a your, lot. Your, your microphone's going a little bit funny. Is it wiggling around, Jason? Can you hear me okay? No, it's kind of a feedback going on. Right. Uh, bear with me and let me see if I can do something about that. It may change the sound a bit dramatically, but we'll have a go. Hopefully now you've got me, but maybe a bit more echoing. I've got, we've got you. Let's, let's, let's crack okay. it. It sort of sounds like there's like the microphone's rubbing against something rather than anything else. So don't wriggle too much. <laughs> Hopefully that's a little bit better. I've switched to another microphone, I think. Yes, that, that does sound a bit better. Okay. So let's start with the fact that we are now in lockdown. Uh, so the last time we spoke, um, I think we knew lockdown was coming and we were really just speculating as to when the announcement was going to happen and when it was going to hit. Um, and, um, and, and in fact, it was that Saturday afternoon, late afternoon, that they finally announced it, wasn't it? So, Absolutely. Um, yes, when we last spoke, um, there had been leaks on the Friday evening suggesting that we might have another lockdown coming, but we didn't have any detail of it. What we really didn't know was coming uh, was the reintroduction of furlough, and that took an awful lot of businesses, an awful lot of people by surprise. Mm. Yes, but that's made a huge difference, hasn't it? Because there's so much about furlough that's different to uh, the proposed job support scheme that they were going to introduce, uh, <clears throat> not least of which is, you know, well, there's the whole issue of redundancies, isn't there, where, where you could be made redundant if you were on furlough, but you had to be brought back on the job support scheme. So quite a lot of people will probably have been given their redundancy notice, and then mm. when the job support scheme was scrapped, perhaps that wasn't necessarily, you know, their positions weren't necessarily redundant. Yeah, so it's a really good point because one of the things that uh, Richie Sunak did first time round when he introduced furlough back in March, April, was he said anyone who'd recently been made redundant, that could be reversed, they could be put back on the payroll and they could be furloughed. And he's done the same again. So if somebody was issued their redundancy notice, and I think the timeline is between the 23rd of September and the end of October, if I recall correctly. Um, but if somebody's been issued their redundancy notice very recently, um, they can approach their former employer or their employer can approach them and propose that they are put back on the payroll, back on furlough to help make that job more secure. And I think the real key thing here, Sarah, is we all talk about furlough. Its full name is the Coronavirus Job Retention Scheme. Mm -hmm. 
And this is about retaining jobs, keeping people in employment and keeping the economy moving. So we have the scope right now to bring people back from unemployed, back from their redundancy. The really sad thing is, I'm afraid, if you're one of them, you will have to pay your employer that redundancy money back. Um, but what you get is you then get to go back onto a monthly regular payment of furlough, um, which we hope may run up as far as March next year. And the intention being in that timescale, your employer's position may become secure enough that you can continue in that role as we come out of COVID. <coughs> Excuse me, we're still having a bit of interference with your mic there, Jason. I don't quite know. We actually lost you a couple of times there. Ah, um, I will it was try. Fine during uh, during practice, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm not sure what I can do once we're live. I guess these are the difficulties of us all. Um, home working with internet connections and so on. Um, ask me to repeat anything you need to and I'll, I'll, I'll try to again. Perfect, okie dokies. Um, so really the difference here, let's go back to lockdown for a second because um, the rules on this lockdown are slightly different to, to the last one. The last one was extremely severe. Everybody literally just had to stay home, businesses shut, that was it. Um, it's not quite the same thing now, is it? It's the, the, if you can work from home, work from home. If you can't, then the idea is that you go to work unless you are clinically vulnerable, basically, isn't it? Yes, quite right. I mean, first time round when we went into this at the end of March, I think a lot of companies um, reacted um, quite understandably when they were told if you're not an essential service, if you're not a key worker, then you should close. And huge sections of our economy closed down. And it took everybody by surprise. It certainly took government by surprise how much closed. And that's part of why we went into such an economic spiral downwards. What's happened this time? The government have been very keen to communicate that people don't have to close. It really is a work from home if you're able to. If you're clinically vulnerable, you should not go to work. If your employer cannot enable you to work from home when you're clinically vulnerable, then you should go on sick pay or furlough um, as a way forward, but you shouldn't put yourself at risk. But if your work can be done only by being on your employer's site, and there are many that that applies to, then you should go to work and your employer should make your environment COVID safe. Um, the economy is to go on as normal. Um, and I, one of the interesting things we've learned, Sarah, over the past few months is most of the contagion of this virus happens in social settings, not in work settings. I mean, there are a small number, but it's about reducing risk and keeping us as safe as we can. Yes, indeed. So, uh, and, and hence, obviously, all the restaurants and, and pubs and stuff are closed now, aren't they? So um, <clears throat> that's, that's sort of taking that opportunity for, for the spread to, to happen away there so not great news for the hospitality sector again um, but we've got to find a way of well <clears throat> there's we've had the great news that the vaccine there's well one vaccine that looks like it's nearly ready and another one that's hot on the heels so to speak um, yes um, I, I think one of the big things to talk about with the hospitality sector is part of the reason I think furlough was reintroduced was because of some of the pressure Andy Burnham, the mayor of Manchester, 
was putting on, how the hospitality businesses and those businesses have had to close simply couldn't cope. So uh, having reintroduced it, I think we've got a much better platform on which to operate moving forward. Um, and it provides some degree of stability. It's still extremely tough for a great many businesses. Um, there are still a large number of job cuts going on. Um, I think I saw this morning, um, I think actually it was yesterday in the news, I think it was uh, one of the big coffee chains, Cafe Nero, is looking like they're applying for a company voluntary arrangement to avoid bankruptcy. Um, and there's something like 6,000 staff there. So it's not just pubs, coffee chains, anything in the hospitality sector is struggling massively and trying to provide a degree of stability for those businesses is really hard. And furlough is going is, is the perfect, um, you know, that's the perfect solution for them, isn't it? Because ultimately, when things open back up, those jobs will be there. So it's not that the jobs themselves are completely untenable. It's simply that the current situation means that those people can't operate in the way that they would do normally. So furlough is quite relevant for them, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think the other thing um, probably worth mentioning there is what the government brought back in as furlough this time is somewhat better than furlough was. If you go back to March, April um, earlier this year, the government paid the whole of the furlough pay. And what actually happened as we went into July and August is the government asked for a contribution from the employer and it went up to a point where the employer was paying 20% and the national insurance and the pension contributions. And JSS was supposed to bring that up to 33%. What happened is the government utterly reversed that and said they would pay the full AT. So it has been a massive gain for employers mm -hmm. and has made businesses, employers, much more stable as we try and get through the next three months or so of this. Okay, so I mean, that's I suppose that's the next question really, isn't it? How long do we really expect this to last? And presumably some of that is going to be impacted by the availability of vaccines and how quickly that gets rolled out. Yes, um, um, I think that we can expect the current setup of furlough to last until the end of March. We know it's in review in January um, and we look at it then. But you're right, there is light at the end of the tunnel and quite some good reasons for optimism, to be honest. I'm not saying it's a lovely, shiny world ahead of us, but it's a much better one than the one we're currently in or we've been in for the past six months. There's one vaccine that looks like it's 90% effective, and we as a country have 40 million doses of that currently on order. Um, there are other vaccines that operate on the same technology that are due to follow fairly shortly afterwards. And of the other vaccines, I think we bought something like 300 million of them. So if they all work, we have a lot of vaccine coming down the line towards us. The other big thing we've got is new testing solutions, this new lateral flow test that's been piloted in Liverpool and the military have been uh, rolling out. Um, that is looking very effective at reducing um, the spread of the disease as we go forward, really because we can identify who's got it. And I think one of the other big things to mention, I'm conscious we may be running towards the end of our time slot here, but the other big thing to mention at this point um, is as we move forward with more effective testing, 
we are expecting to see the government change the isolating rules mm. so that people won't have to isolate for 14 days. We've already talked about, heard of talk about it being seven. And the logic is, if people aren't complying with 14, if we make it seven, they might do so. But if we tie that in with an improved test, where somebody perhaps gets tested every couple of days and they isolate until they're vaccine free, sorry, vaccine free, virus free, you knew what I meant, um, then actually we move that forward quite effectively and offer some stability for the way forward. Mm. Yes, it's. Uh... As you say, Jason, there's uh, there's a lot of stuff that's finally coming together. It's obviously been in the background for some time. The the threads are finally starting to coming together, and 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 we're starting to see that yeah, there is a very there's a little pinpoint of light at the end of the tunnel there. So uh, yes, things are going to get better, and obviously we we are still going to have to get a, a the next what three or four months is still going to be relatively painful, but we just have to hang yes. on to the fact that better days are coming. Yes, there is light ahead, but it, it may take us many months, um, possibly years, to get back to the good place we were formerly in. But from here, I think it gets better, not worse. And that's the important bit. Indeed. Um, and certainly, I mean, obviously, we don't know how, how long I, the, um, the lockdown this time is going to continue. There's been talk about possibly some relaxation in the rules around Christmas time to allow families to um to get together and that sort of thing we don't know if that's going to happen yet but uh at least if there is there is light at the end of the tunnel if we do end up in lockdown over christmas potentially people will be more inclined to actually stick to the rules on it because because they they know it's not going to be forever <laughs> i admire your optimism ah that's me silver lining girl yes. <laughs> Okay, well, Jason, we, we're sort of getting to the end of time anyway. So do you have any last thoughts for us? Uh, no, I think we've probably covered an awful lot again today. So um, I'm, I'm kind of hoping when we next sit down, sit down in two weeks, um, that maybe the previous two weeks won't have been quite as eventful as these two. Indeed. Stability um, would be nice. It would, it would. And let's hope that by then, because uh, the R number is coming down, so let's hope, you know, this isn't a time for complacency. You've got to stick to the rules. Yeah. Uh, and who knows, it could even mean that possibly we will be able to have a bit of a relaxation of the rules before Christmas. So, okay, there's me doing the optimism thing again. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, thanks very much for joining us, Jason. Um, I'd like to say thank you to everybody at home as well for joining us. As, uh, as you heard from Jason there, we will be back in two weeks' time to talk about what's been going on in the coming two weeks. Um, so um, if you'd like to put any questions to the team, you can get in touch with them at hastings at aslgroup.co.uk. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, or, or give them a call on 01424 452 999. But in the meantime, I'd like to say thanks, Jason. Thanks for joining us. Thank and, you, Sarah. Bye-bye. Uh, we'll see you all in two weeks' time. Thank you then. Bye-bye.